Harbinger here. Welcome back to Superhero University. This is Lesson 23, From Comfort to Calling. Superheroes are more than conquerors despite pain, suffering, trials, and sorrows because their origin stories help them realize the power of their why. Because superheroes know their origin stories and the why that motivates them, they understand their calling to fight against evil. Though they have been drafted into a war, they understand why they must fight and why they must never give up. To live as a superhero in this world is like walking on the tightrope of life, holding on to a pole in order to remain balanced. On one side of this pole is truth, on the other side is love. What does the balanced walk with the Lord look like? There are different categories or stages of so-called superheroism. However, there is only one type of superhero that we should be. Let's examine the five different stages of a superhero and see with which type you best identify. Number one, supine. Two, stationary. Three, supernova. Four, spinner and five, Superman. In James 1, 2-4 of the voice translation, James says, Don't run from tests and hardships, brothers and sisters. As difficult as they are, you will ultimately find joy in them. If you embrace them, your faith will blossom under pressure and teach you true patience as you endure. And true patience, brought on by endurance, will equip you to complete the long journey and cross the finish line, mature, complete, and wanting nothing. Number 1. Supine In 1 Kings 12, 25-33, Jeroboam created two new sanctuaries in the northern kingdom an unlawful priesthood because they were not Levites, and even two golden idol calves. His actions encouraged idolatry, and as time went on, Israelite worship became more and more degenerate. The mold had spread in the house of Israel. Jeroboam set up the sanctuaries in convenient locations so that the people would not travel to Jerusalem. And even though it was wrong, the people went along with it. Why? After much careful contemplation and study, I realized that it boiled down to comfort over calling. Comfort can keep us conveniently away from our calling, con us into compromise, contaminate us, corrupt our character, and then confine us in complacency. Simply stated, couch potato Christians are supine superheroes and are too comfortable to be of good use. These Christians happily proclaim Jesus as their savior, but the story ends there. In this category, they typically believe that they can do whatever they want because the blood of Jesus has already saved them. They are already saved and forgiven, therefore they can justify their carelessness and do as they please, even if their actions are not pleasing to God. More or less, they have an attitude that says, who cares, I'm already saved, what does it matter? However, attitude and actions do matter. Consider what is written. In the NKJV in Romans 6.15, Paul said, What then? Shall we sin because we are not under law but under grace? Certainly not. In the ESV, Hebrews 10.26-27 says, For if we go on sinning deliberately after receiving the knowledge of truth, there no longer remains a sacrifice for sins, but a fearful expectation of judgment and a fury of fire that will consume the adversaries. 
The couch potato Christians are so comfortable that they rarely or never concern themselves about the loss or anyone else outside of their own comfort zones. They are saved. That's good enough. But is that true? Is it good enough? In the NLT, James 2.19 says, You say you have faith, for you believe that there is one God. Well, good for you. Even the demons believe this, and they tremble in terror. How foolish! Can't you see that faith without good deeds is useless? James was concerned with a shallow, insincere, and hypocritical faith that offered no works to prove the faith that others claimed to possess. If the focus is only on yourself, it is a selfish motive and that motive is not in alignment with the agape love that God has called us to live out. What do you think you can do to get out of your comfort zone? Number 2. Stationary Through their exhausted efforts, these treadmill runner Christians run yet never get anywhere and are thus stationary superheroes. In this category, they base their eternity on their own efforts, their good works. If the supine superhero is to lean too far to one side, well then the stationary superhero would be to lean too far to the other side. Both are imbalanced and unstable. The stationary superheroes believe that they are going to do good works and earn their way into heaven. It's like watching a hamster run in its wheel. In the NLT, Ephesians 2, 8-9 says, God saved you by His grace when you believed, and you can't take credit for this. It is a gift from God. Salvation is not a reward for the good things we have done, so none of us can boast about it. I know that James had said that faith without works is dead and useless. However, we must remember that faith in your own works is also useless and fruitless. In the NKJV, in John 14, 6, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Jesus came to save us from our fruitless attempts to work our way into heaven. If you read the last half of Exodus and the entire chapter of Leviticus, you will understand why it was necessary for Jesus to close the gap and to be the bridge into salvation. Humans were simply incapable of working their way into heaven. We make too many mistakes. Therefore, our salvation is earned if we simply accept Jesus as our Lord and Savior, repent from all the evil things we've ever done, ask for forgiveness, accept forgiveness, and attempt to always walk by faith in order to be as righteous as humanly possible while also remaining as humble as possible. We are still called to do good works, but our good deeds are not to be done in order to earn our own salvation. Our good deeds are for others, not for ourselves. We are called to do good deeds because they are naturally outflowing of a loving person. In fact, people should know superheroes by their love, as it says in John 13, 34-35. The stationary treadmill runner category, if left unchecked, will grow into the third category, supernova or the Chernobyl. Number three, supernova. This category of supernova superheroes is like watching clouds rotate in a circle until forming into a powerful tornado, which inevitably causes destruction. 
A supernova is, of course, a star that explodes. A star that explodes shines its light extremely bright, but then is no longer able to shine its light at all. These supernova superheroes are also known as Chernobyl Christians because their explosive force is like a nuclear meltdown that forces people to flee and evacuate from their presence. These supernova superheroes are like the Pharisees. The mutated forms of the treadmill runners, who base their salvation on works, are extremely pompous, pious, and believe themselves to be better than others. Rather than drawing people closer to God, they end up pushing them farther away. Their arrogance often condemns others to hell simply because others are seemingly not as righteous as they are or don't have scriptures memorized like they do. And they will let you know it too. It is often seen when they peacock as if to say, look at how awesome of a Christian I am. I'm so much better than you. Now consider the following example from what is written. In the NLT, in Luke 18, 9-14, it is written, Then Jesus told this story to some who had great confidence in their own righteousness and scorned everyone else. Two men went to the temple to pray. One was a Pharisee, the other was a despised tax collector. The Pharisee stood by himself and prayed this prayer, Oh, I thank you, God, that I am not like the other people, the cheaters, sinners, adulterers. I'm certainly not like that tax collector. I fast twice a week, and I give you a tenth of my income. But the tax collector stood at a distance and dared not even lift his eyes to heaven as he prayed. Instead, he beat his chest in sorrow, saying, Oh, God, be merciful to me, for I am a sinner. I tell you, this sinner, not the Pharisee, returned home justified before God, for those who exalt themselves will be humbled, and those who humble themselves will be exalted. Both the stationary treadmill runners and the supernova Chernobyl Christians place their focus on themselves rather than Jesus and love others. The Chernobyl Christians believe they are awesome and righteous because of what they do or do not do. This category of Christian also looks down on others as if they aren't good enough. They often judge others. Instead of loving those who are not yet on their level, they despise those people for being beneath them. But superheroes should never look down on anyone unless we are there to help lift that person up. Eugene H. Peterson once said, Pity can be nearsighted and condescending. Shared suffering can be dignifying and life-changing. We need to put ourselves in others' shoes. We should never judge others' eternal destination even if we are to remind them of God's absolute moral standard. Jesus himself even said he was not there to judge the world at that time, but to save the world, John 3:17. We need to do the same. In fact, the Savior told us that we are called to do only three essential things right now. Love God, love others, and share the gospel. Matthew 22, 36-40, 28, 16-20. Now, of course, in order to do this, we must also expose lies and reveal truth. But this is why living the life of a superhero is a balancing act with truth on one side of the pole and love on the other. In the NLT, John 8, 15-16, Jesus said, You judge me by human standards, but I do not judge anyone. 
and if I did, my judgment would be correct in every respect because I am not alone. The Father who sent me is with me. If the supreme superhero and savior didn't judge people at that time when he walked the earth as an example to us, we are certainly not called to judge others' eternal destiny either. So we should never condemn anyone to hell. That's not our duty. It is true, however, that we are called to point out what is evil and wrong, but we are called to point this out in a loving manner. Ephesians 4.15 1 Peter 3, 15-16 We are called to keep each other in check so that we do not get puffed up with pride and become a Chernobyl Christian and explode as a supernova. Heed this warning. Supernova superheroes eventually become evil villains because they allowed pride to convince them that they are better than everyone else. In the NIRV, Proverbs 27, 17 says, As iron sharpens iron, so one person sharpens another. We are not to beat people over the head with the Bible. The Word of God is a sword, but it is not used to cut people down. God's Word is a sword that should be used to cut people free from the slavery of sin. And the best way to love others is to empathize with them and understand where they are coming from and understand their worldviews. We should meet people where they are so that we can bring them to the awesome place they should be. How can you ensure to remain humble and loving toward others? Number 4. Spinner In the voice translation, Deuteronomy 2.3 says, You've wandered around this mountain long enough. Turn north. These Christians are known as the track runners because they go round and round and are thus spinning superheroes. Though spinning, they don't ever build enough momentum to become a tornado. They are not a powerful force like the Chernobyl supernova Christians. Much like the Israelites who wandered in the wilderness for 40 years after leaving Egypt, these spinning Christians fall into meaningless routines of pious performances from the rigmarole of religious rituals. Church on Sunday, existence without purpose throughout the rest of the week, repeat, 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 etc. This category allows themselves to get too comfortable yet again, and they forget that they need to travel with purpose. Sadly, this seems to be the majority of all Christians. It seems that far too many Christians have settled into the church routine and live a life of religion instead of relationship. Sunday service, maybe midweek service, they don't share their faith much, if at all, they only pray when they need something, they are content inside their comfort zones, they tithe occasionally if they feel like it, and they do care about the lost, but, you know, mostly they let the pastors and the missionaries do the hard spiritual work of truly loving others, they're not paid to do that. Though these Christians are a little bit more involved and more active than the couch potato Christians, their involvement lacks heart and the proper motive. These are the Christians who typically give or serve out of duty or obligation, but they don't truly desire to do so. Now heed this warning, don't be a blue cord bum like we discussed in Lesson 9. In the NLT, James 2:14, James says, What good is it, dear brothers and sisters, if you say you have faith but don't show it by your actions? Can that kind of faith save anyone? He continues in verse 17. So you see, faith by itself isn't enough. 
unless it produces good deeds, it is dead and useless. Verses 19 and 20. You say you have faith, for you believe that there is one God. Good for you. Even the demons believe this, and they tremble in terror. How foolish! Can't you see that faith without good deeds is useless? Now, though I used this scripture when I had discussed the supine superheroes, I believe it is necessary to use it again for the spinning superheroes. Why? If the track runner is not careful, he or she will slide down the slippery slope and end up as the couch potato once again. It's like the old children's game of shoots and ladders. If you're not constantly climbing up, it is likely that you will be sliding down. Truly, that is why I related the track runner as a spinning superhero. A track runner runs in a circle or a cycle. Though they are moving, they keep traveling round and round and they end up where they started every time. It's time to stop wandering in the wilderness and advance forward into the promised land. It's time to transition from resting in our comfort to actively living out our calling. It's time to transition from being a pseudo-superhero to being a real superhero. Neither the supine, stationary, supernova, nor spinner Christians are real superheroes. They are all imposters. They're fakes. They are pseudo-superheroes. The last category is the only category you should be if you are to be a real superhero. Number 5. Superman This category describes the Christians who are determined not to be confined within their comfort zones. This category of sedulous superheroes puts into practice what Jesus taught, not merely hearing his word, but being doers of the word. Romans 2.13, James 1.22 In the NKJV in Mark 10.18, Jesus said to a man, Why do you call me good? No one is good but one, that is, God. God asked Adam and Eve some questions in Genesis 3, 9-13. However, God already knew the answers. God simply wanted to invite Adam and Eve into revelation by having them confess the truth. Likewise, in Mark 10:18, Christ Jesus asked the rich man this question so that the man would understand why he called Jesus good. Jesus knew he was good. Jesus knew he was the second person in the Trinity, which we will discuss in Lesson 34. Jesus claimed to be God, which we discussed in Lesson 33. Jesus is good, but we are not. Only one is good, and that is God. The Superman category can also be called the Apostle category because they are dedicated disciples who realize that only one is good and they are no better than anyone else. The Apostles are willing to love others despite differences. This category will share their testimonies, be honest about their flaws and capabilities, and they are capable of conversations that will not lead to a nuclear meltdown. In this category, Christians do not live in doubt or fear. They are not afraid to get their hands dirty. They will go where others won't go, and they will communicate with those who nobody else wants to be near. This category believes in miracles. The Apostle Christians are Superman superheroes who are willing to make the sacrifices that others are not willing to make. Their goal is to love others, share the good news, and lead people to the Savior while training others to do the same. 
they realize that both their faith and actions are important. They also understand that people shouldn't be following them. People are to follow Christ, not Christians. In the NLT, 1 Peter 4, 8-10, Peter said, Most important of all, continue to show deep love for each other, for love covers a multitude of sins. Cheerfully share your home with those who need a meal or a place to stay. God has given each of you a gift from His great variety of spiritual gifts. Use them well to serve one another. So prepare yourself. I'm going to ask you two questions that you need to answer for yourself. One, which category do you identify with? Two, which category would you like to be? If the answers to one and two are not the same, you need to put yourself in a timeout to have some one-on-one -on -one with the Lord. I know this because I've been there. I have personally gone through and experienced all five stages. The most embarrassing point in my life is not looking back at the time when I was a selfish atheist who didn't know any better. Rather, it was during the time when I was a Chernobyl Christian because I knew better. I got saved and was on fire for Christ. However, my passion to save people led to a warped desire to be perfect, which caused a nuclear meltdown within myself. Consequently, I exploded and I drove some people away. It took certain events in my life to be able to humble me and help me realize that I could never be perfect. I'm not a perfect Christian because it's impossible to be perfect. Romans 3.23 And that's okay. It is possible, however, to minister through mistakes as long as we confess, repent, and progress forward. Are you ready? Think about this. A soldier first gets called to service, but then he or she must train before ever going out into battle. Likewise, Christians are first called, but then must train themselves up in the ways of the Lord before ever going into the battlefield. If you remember from lessons 20 to 21, David was already trained when he challenged Goliath. Also, David's men had to be trained prior to ever becoming great warriors. You are called, but are you trained? Are you ready to accept the demands required of real superheroes who are in a real war? Many are called, but few are qualified. Do you have what it takes to be a superhero in the name of the Savior? Walking with balance. We must know truth. In the NLT, 2 Corinthians 10, 3-5, Paul says, We are human, but we don't wage war as humans do. We use God's mighty weapons, not worldly weapons, to knock down the strongholds of human reasoning and to destroy false arguments. We destroy every proud obstacle that keeps people from knowing God. We capture their rebellious thoughts and teach them to obey Christ. We must speak truth out from love. In Ephesians 4.15, Paul said, Instead, we will speak the truth in love, growing in every way more and more like Christ, who is the head of his body, the church. We must remember that people are not the enemies. Ephesians 6.12, Paul says, For we are not fighting against flesh and blood enemies, but against evil rulers and authorities of the unseen world, against mighty powers in this dark world, and against evil spirits in the heavenly places. Because people are not enemies, we speak truth out from love. In the NIV, 1 Peter 3, 15-17, Peter says, 
Always be prepared to give an answer to everyone who asks you to give the reason for the hope that you have. But do this with gentleness and respect, keeping a clear conscience so that those who speak maliciously against your good behavior in Christ may be ashamed of their slander. For it is better, if God wills, to suffer for doing good than for doing evil. So in summary, don't be a couch potato Christian. Being satisfied with your own salvation doesn't do anything for others. Keeping the good news to yourself is stingy, selfish, and unloving. If you are running on the treadmill, it's time to go running outside in the real world. Go run in places you've never been and help people you've never known before. Don't be a Chernobyl Christian and cause those who are lost in the darkness to run away from you due to your light shining so brightly. It is true that we are to shine our lights, Matthew 5, 14-16. However, we are to be a lantern of love that gently invites others to seek the source rather than the intimidating and terrifying spotlight that causes someone to be blinded by the light and run away out of fear. When people see our light, they should feel welcome to investigate, not feel as if they are under interrogation. Humble yourself and remember that you're not better than others because you know Jesus is the Savior. Go help someone else get to know the Savior. People are not our enemies. If you spend your time calling people sinners and telling them that they are going to hell, what do you think they will continue doing? Where do you believe they will go? After all, you're speaking it into their lives. Words are powerful. Speak life into them. If you're running on the track, try running in the field, the mission field. Instead of running in circles around the same place you already know, try branching out into different activities. Perhaps you can join a small group or even start one. Maybe you can join someone else on their mission. Don't reduce the glorious Christian walk into a redundant activity that needs to be tolerated. Let's all unite together to accomplish the Great Commission. Let's love God, love others, train up new superheroes, and help new superheroes to train up other new superheroes. Let's go where no one else wants to go, do what no one else wants to do, and love the people no one else wants to love. Let's be the salt and light of this earth and lead people to the Savior. And so I present to you a challenge. Identify your comfort zone. Once you've identified your comfort zone, I want you to write the following down on a piece of paper. You're now entering the mission field. Once you've written that on paper, post it on the exit door of your comfort zone. This sign should serve as a reminder that as long as you are in your comfort zone and seeing that sign, you're not engaged in the spiritual warfare and you're not on the battlefield. Remember, the hideout is never to be our home. Batman doesn't stay in his Batcave. Understandably, sometimes we need rest. Take rest when you need it. But then, go back onto the battlefield where your brothers and sisters need you. Don't be a caveman, be a conqueror. Remember, you're more than a conqueror in Christ. So ask yourself, what category do you believe best describes you? Supine? Stationary? Supernova? Spinner? Superman? 
Are you selfish or selfless? Are you inactive or active? Is your activity helpful or destructive? All superheroes are trained up in the ways of the Savior and humbly accept their calling to live a life of sacrificial love. If you believe that you are called to serve the Savior on the front lines of this war against evil by loving others into the truth, then you possess one of the qualities of a superhero and you just might be one someday. Join me next time for Lesson 24. Thank you for listening to Superhero University, the ultimate superhero training manual. This entire training course, all 43 lessons, will be absolutely free of charge to all people who desire to become superheroes. However, in order to continue long term, we do rely on listener support. If you would like to partner with Superhero University as a financial backer to ensure that we can train up as many future superheroes as possible, you can give either a one-time or monthly tax-deductible donation by visiting pointlessthorns.wordpress.com or by simply clicking the link provided in our bio or about us section. May God continue to bless you as you continue to bless others.